Star Wars 7x7 episode 3376. We're continuing our series of looks at the 40 short stories in the From a Certain Point of View collection celebrating the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Today we are talking about From a Certain Point of View, which is also the name of a short story within a From a Certain Point of View. And it's also one that features that famous phrase, From a Certain Point of View. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So it finally happened. We are talking about From a Certain Point of View, which is the collection of short stories celebrating 40 years of Return of the Jedi. And within From a Certain Point of View, there is a short story called From a Certain Point of View. <laughs> and it features a character who is famously known for saying, so what I've told you is true, from a certain point of view. Yes, it is the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi and this story is told from his perspective. Now there are definitely a handful of fascinating tidbits about the story and most of them actually take place outside the bounds of the story, which is basically that conversation that Luke and Ben have after Yoda passes away, but from Ben's perspective. And there are things, you know, leading into the conversation that he's thinking about, and then of course during the conversation, and also stuff that happens afterward. Basically, you know, where the movie cuts away, yeah, they were talking a little bit more after that. For one thing, apparently when you're a force ghost, you can still sense what the weather is like. <laughs> he talks about getting the idea of what the atmosphere on Dagobah is like from a strange remove, so that's kind of fascinating. He also reflects upon the moment of his death at the hands of Darth Vader and talks about like falling into darkness, but then breaking through darkness into light and hearing Qui-Gon's voice saying that his preparations served him well. So apparently there is something that you can do and maybe Qui-Gon was teaching Obi-Wan about this during those long years in the desert about preparing as a Jedi to you know die and be able to manifest oneself within the cosmic force out back to the living force or something to that effect essentially like being able to somehow retain some of your consciousness and be able to use it in a more directed fashion instead of totally dissolving into the cosmic force. This is also one of two of the four stories that we're going to be talking about in this particular stretch of time that takes advantage of the fact that there has been other Star Wars storytelling that's happened. In particular, for this one, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, where he's able to reflect on his interactions with young Leia, and he's also able to reflect on his interactions with Vader during that climactic fight scene that they have in the series. One of the other things we find out about being a Force ghost, and I think we've kind of had a sense of this already, is that as a Force ghost, he reflects that the past and the present and the future are all very accessible to him, and it's easy for him to, you know, pop out of one into the other and whatnot, so it's a little bit hard to focus on what's going on when you are manifesting yourself as a ghost and trying to talk to somebody who is in the living world, if you will. But it doesn't necessarily make it clear whether it's your own experience that is totally available to you. I imagine if we're talking future, then it's not just your own experience, obviously. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because there is a moment where they talk about uh, reflecting upon young Anakin's face when they were around the dining room table in their little hovel on Mos Espa and, or in Mos Espa on Tatooine, and Qui-Gon announcing that he didn't come to Tatooine to free slaves. And Obi-Wan wasn't actually there at that 
particular scene, he was still back on Queen Amidala's ship at the time, so he couldn't have seen Anakin's face in that moment. But I guess being able to kind of scroll through time, he might have been able to do it that way. As far as the conversation that Luke and Ben have, Ben basically is feeling badly about how much he botched the conversation in The Empire Strikes Back and definitely doesn't want to botch it again in Return of the Jedi. And so you get to dive into his thinking about what to say to Luke and how much to say and how to do it and that sort of thing. So, you know, that is particularly fascinating as well. There's also some reflection on the adult Leia and the fact that you know, I guess for all intents and purposes, you know, Leia is kind of given the short end of the stick in some cases in the original trilogy. And so one of the things that Obi-Wan realizes is that in seeing some of holograms of Leia giving speeches in the Senate and whatnot, that in her own way, she was kind of Jedi-like, even though she never really had any training, similar to, you know, Luke never had any training until Obi-Wan ran into him for a couple of days, basically, but that she also wielded her, you know, her logic and her, you know, oratory skills as a lightsaber in its own right, basically, that it was akin to that, and she wielded it with implacable power. And in thinking about Anakin and his fall to the dark side of the forest, Obi-Wan thinks that he wished he could have like grabbed Anakin by the shoulders and shook him and said something to the effect of, don't destroy yourself to punish the Order for the mistakes that we made, yeah, which is a, a really powerful idea. And there's some thoughts about how Vader fighting in that final battle with Kenobi in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was, you know, it was silent, but every lightsaber strike and every action was kind of a, a plaintive scream in its way about how he left him and he shouldn't have left him and how much pain he was in and everything. And Ben reflects to Luke the idea that the Emperor was able to defeat Anakin Skywalker without a battle, that it was just about, you know, working with his feelings. And that's where possibly Luke might be able to succeed because whereas Anakin wanted to be a hero and was willing to be a martyr, Luke has a similar sense of justice, but he sees himself as part of a larger tapestry of people and that maybe he is not going to be as crazy and as strong as Anakin is and maybe Ben won't lose Luke to the dark side of the force the way he lost Anakin after all. So it was a neat story, a nice meditative quality to it and I liked the insights that Ben had about Luke and about his own history and also the fact that it tied into the Obi-Wan Kenobi series as well. So that is From a Certain Point of View featuring the character who says From a Certain Point of View in the short story collection called From a Certain Point of View. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.